everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplugged with Annie. It is the final episode on the Faith in the Storm series and I'm very excited to have two dear friends on the episode today. So firstly guys, welcome. Thank Hi. You. Um, I've got Gaurav here today who is a former ship captain and he's currently doing his exec- executive MBA rather and JD who is a shipping lawyer. Um, that's what they do professionally. And rather than wasting any time, I'm just going to like dive straight into the question. So for both of you, I mean, I, I want to ask you both this question. Um, what would be your individual faith in the storm situations in the sense that um, if there was a time where you were going through a kind of adversity period mm-hmm. and how you got through the other side, like what did that look like to you? If you can share some real life examples. Ladies first. I think you should <laughs> go for it. Um, you have. Well, uh, for me, uh, I guess a lot of people would use the faith in the storm uh, as a metaphor, but yeah. I, I can quite literally relate to that. Um, um, I have been uh, in a storm uh, where we were off the Cape of Good Hope, and, and of course, you know, you can you can you can look at it from a timeline perspective. Sometimes your, your storm can be quite literal and it can last 40 minutes, um, whereas there could be other storms that can last um, a year, two months, whatever it might be. Yeah. But in my case, uh, one of the incidents, I mean, when you end up with 15 years at sea, you, you do end up with fires and on board and a near grounding, a near collision, and a near flooding, and all of those sort of um, incidents that you do see. And, and they, 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 they kind of add up to, to uh, your uh, experience of, uh, of, of uh, uh, how you experience God and how you, you build your faith. And so in, in this case, I, I'll start with the fact um, where we were off the Cape of Good Hope um, and uh, there was a, a, a sort of a raging storm through the night. Uh, I kept up for most of the night, but then close, uh, closer to 8 in the morning, I thought things had calmed down. And I would probably go get some sleep. And then we were sailing from Cape Town, uh, or just off the coast of Cape Town, into into to Singapore. And um, around eight o'clock in the morning, I suddenly feel this the vessel literally list to one side, uh, heel rather to one side, and then go back the other way. Wow. Um, and literally, I mean, everything around you just came down. Like the books and the shelves and everything was on the floor. I was ripped off, and, and uh, you know, my 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 was on the floor, I was literally falling off, um, and of course I knew at that point in time something wasn't right, um, yeah. and I kind of uh, just prayed at that point in time and asked for wisdom, um, and, and uh, when I did that I kind of uh, went up uh, to the bridge and basically our autopilot had failed, um, and we were going into what is called synchronous rolling, there was a hurricane force wind uh, at 65 knots, our ship was sailing at 10 knots, uh, we started canting into the wind, which meant that we were now losing steerage, and we were going into something called synchronous rolling, and we couldn't overpower the wind. Um, and if that had lasted long enough, it was quite likely we would have reached our flooding angle and and capsized. Um, but those 45 minutes felt like a lifetime for me, and uh, there was a lot of things that went on um, at that point in time. And I feel like uh, there was a lot of uh, counterintuitive things I ended up doing, which basically brought us back on, on track. Um, okay. And this is one incident um, that can uh, 
illustrate that well, you seek wisdom at the right point in time, you do end up doing things that are counterintuitive, mm. uh, and, and God carries you through. Uh, and then it does seem like uh, in that very little time, you've lived through a life. Yeah. Uh, and um, incidents like this is what then lead uh, to uh, you know, an aggregation of stories and, you know, and experiences that build your faith. And for me, True. that is what I rely on when I am, am faced with other storms. Okay, okay, that's amazing. So, I mean, a lot of people I've talked to in this series have mentioned uh, or talked about the power of prayer. So it's interesting that you, you mentioned that as well. And for you, JD, is there a, a situation which comes into your mind when I ask you this question? Well, I don't know if it's a situation, like an example such as this, but I think our lives and every day is a storm. And I found my faith in the storm, which was, um, in fact, when I started praying and worshiping and actually believing, or when I found my faith, I was, I think, swirling around in a storm. Okay. But they say in the center of it is the calmest. Yeah. And then that's, and I think faith is at the center of it. Mm -hmm. So then, um, just finding your faith in the madness, in the chaos that is life. Mm -hmm. Faith is in the center. So I think that is the faith in the song for me. Okay. So. Okay. And obviously both of you have been through very different journeys. Um, so I, I met these guys at uh, a church community called C3 Mumbai. And I know I met Gaurav much earlier, and then um, JD had come into in, into the community, and we actually met on a trek, and then we just really clicked in conversation. But obviously, th this journey um, in, in this particular faith happened at different times for you guys. So, what was that like? What was what was the moment where you felt like because you've both spoken about you know finding that center and like prayer being that you know, go-to thing that you do in the storm, but when was that moment, because I'm assuming that we're, we're, both, we're all talking about God now and the belief in God, so when was that moment for you where you felt like, I'm convicted by this, and you know, this is what I believe in, and this is going to help get me through my life in any situation? Did that journey for you start like many, many years ago? Yes, I'd say so. It yeah. started in my teens. In your teens? Yes. Okay. Um, and would you say like it's been, how, how different is it from that moment where it started to like this point now? Well, I have more evidence. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably what stands out to me most. Okay. I have a lot more uh, to fall back on in terms of, uh, if I define faith, I would say it's, it's, it's evidence uh, of the goodness of God. Uh, yeah. And, um, but also in little terms, and you, you have your life that is uh, uh, laid out, um, and, and so from that point to now, I think I was in a. Um, I think the biggest difference is I, I was in a state of awe and gratitude, okay, uh, and that has multiplied several times, mm -hmm. and I have a lot more evidence, and I have answers to some questions I've had and held for twenty years, uh, okay, uh, and, and so uh, some that were actually crucial questions. Uh, um, however, they didn't stop me uh, mm. uh, from believing in a, in a transcendent being that is God. Okay. Um, but yes, I think my journey has changed in the fact that I have a lot more evidence. Uh, and so I'm, I'm very convinced about the character of God. Uh, and therefore, I'm very 
secure in my place and, and, and I'm very hopeful. So was that defining point for you when you were a teenager then that yeah. you made that decision? Mm-hmm. Would, would you say that was the defining moment or was it somewhere later in the journey? No, I think that was the defining moment yeah. I, when I chose to, to follow Christ as yeah. such. That would be the defining moment and particularly when I made a pu- public proclamation of that. Okay. Um, because prior to that, as such, I, I didn't have that background. I didn't know the story uh, of, of what Christ had done. I didn't understand. Um, and if I did, I understood it in a very, very superficial level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but I was, what I was drawn to is the rawness, the authenticity, and the counterintuitiveness of the story of Christ. Okay. Uh, and I think at that point, that's what stood out to me okay. uh, most. Uh, okay. and, 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 and then just a lot of things falling to play in place together uh, put me in a state of gratitude mm-hmm. uh, and that's what's just what led to you yeah. yeah and over time I mean I came from it from more of a heart perspective um, based on what I felt and yeah. so uh, and then I've approached it later in an intellectual manner okay. and, and um, the intellectual pursuit of my faith is is solidified um, my Faith more than it detracted me from it. Um, so I think that's that's another sort of point that I've, I've graduated between then and now. Okay, yeah. okay. And for you, JD, obviously you've just this is quite a new journey for you. Um, so tell us a little bit about how this happened because it was through, I believe, Gora's introduction and then you came into this community. So tell us about that. Well, <clears throat> let me start by saying that if I look back now, I don't think. It was just now, but I think it's been like a whole series of events mm. that mm. led. Yeah, correct. Because the, the state of mind I was in earlier, or the the mindset that I had, wouldn't have allowed me to see what I see now, because I would have been probably too arrogant to have understood, or just would have dismissed it, saying it's not possible, or yeah, something like that. But then my turning point was seeing how God placed people in your life, mm-hmm. just when you needed them and as how you need them to be, to just reach out to you and to make you understand. Yeah. It's very difficult to pinpoint a moment saying, you know, I woke up one day and I realized. But of it's, course. It's, it's very difficult for me now to, obviously it was a moment, but I can't remember now which, what that what point that, was, mm. because now it's ingrained and now I just know. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, yeah, <laughs> Gaurav and I started speaking. I think uh, my fifth or sixth month in the, we worked together, so it was my fifth or sixth month in the company, and uh, it was a very weird conversation. He asked about my tattoo, and he thought it was a tortoise. So it was a turtle. And, he, and then he went on to asking, what's the difference? And I was like, okay. You got offended. <laughs> no, I was like, who's this guy? He's supposed to be a captain or something, and he doesn't know what sea creature was. So I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah but it was fun. Well, thank I mean, you for putting that on record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I just thought that then. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah. anyway, we just started talking, and we ventured into different things. And uh, it was FIFA season, and... Uh, I'd, I was I worked late hours. I was there, and uh, Gaurav was in the office late too. But I had gone to watch one of the matches and come back. And at that time, uh, at this bar across the office, I'd met someone who really annoyed me by stereotyping faiths and beliefs, and you know, just talking about people saying, "Oh, you're Tam Bram, so you must be this way." And I was like very offended by it. And then, um, 
I, then I bumped into Gaurav just as he was exiting or something, and we stood at this this cubicle which was right in front of the door. And we spoke for three hours standing there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. must have been quite a conversation. Yeah, yeah. we were just talking about value systems and everything, and then that ended up into another conversation later about faith, and then I understood Gaurav's faith, and and I didn't think much of it then. But then later, um, he invited me to the FIFA screening at C3, and then I met more friends there, and it was just, um, I mean, it was just like a fun community of people. I didn't think much of it then, too. But then we went on the first trek, mm. where I met Sarah, another friend of ours, mm. and we got talking about the absolute truth, and then Ryan and I got speaking on that trek, and it just it opened, was, yeah, yeah, it just, domino effect right and then but it was also answering a lot of questions that I had in my mind at that point because like I said Bombay got to me and life was a storm and people were answering the exact questions that I had mm. and then uh, an, another friend of ours she invited me to come to C3 for one of the services mm. and and then they started talking about the journey series and understanding what life and purpose was and what resonated most with me was the C3's, uh, was C3's motto yeah. which was uh, no God, and for me, God was always like a light in the sky. I didn't know who I was. So the whole point that they were trying to get you to know God and then love people and live purpose, which was, I thought I had nobody. That was the second part, and the third part was I thought I was useless. Okay. But then you find purpose, and that was the whole thing that took me through the journey. And uh, no turning back. No turning back. Yeah. So, like, what? I mean, I, I I find this is like a very interesting question because. Um, Obviously, India is a place where there's many different kinds of people living together, you know, with many different beliefs. But a lot of people believe in God, even if it's, you know, a different form or, you know, whatever that belief system uh, encourages them to believe or whatever they choose to believe. But do you think that the belief in God makes the journey of life easier? Because suddenly you have not really a set of rules, I don't want to put it like that, but you have this template almost to, to refer to, whether it is the Gita or the Quran or the Bible, or if you look at, you know, any religions across the board. But of course now, bearing in mind, we're talking about your particular set of beliefs and faith. Would you say that if you knew a life without that particular set of beliefs, was it harder then because there was not this template to refer to than this current point of life that you're in where you do have, you know, where you are very convicted by what you believe? I mean, harder and easier is obviously debatable, but um, what, what, is, what is different for you? Do I? Okay. So I was brought up with a Hindu upbringing, right? So I ne never truly felt that I fit in because most of the time then worship was more like an escapist thing like oh I'm suffering through this so I'm going to do this to not feel that but that didn't really make sense to me because then okay once you're out of that now what are you just gonna you know the whole thing of you know contributing to the to the you know the, the donation box in the temple like if you want something or if something goes well or you know very ritualistic forms of yeah. of seeking and gratitude, it just didn't make sense. It just felt like, okay, so then you're ho holding on to this thing, or what are you putting your hope in? Are you putting your hope in that moment, or what right. is it? But then, right. when you actually know God, like it's, what I understood 
from this journey of mine is that it's 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 one of relationships. So if you know, like for instance, if you trust in your parents, you're not going to go to them seeking for something. You know that at the end of the day, even if you fight with them or you know mm. they just they, they seem unreasonable at that moment, you know they've got your back. Yeah. So that's the same thing you understand here. It's not like so it's it's not about the question of easy or hard, but mm. you know that you take it care of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you've so got something to trust in. Exactly. And yeah. even if things are getting tough, you you know you're going to get through it because there's someone who has your back. Yeah. Okay. And do, would you do you feel the same? Well, I yes. I guess in some ways um, there's greater hope. Uh, yeah. And so that certainly facilitates because it takes the pressure off um, mm-hmm. um, on you where you feel like you have a transcendent being that you can communicate with and have a relationship with. Um, so I do believe it's important to have something that is, I, I feel very, I think if it's impersonal and you just refer to the universe uh, or you know, say, well, the universe has got your back and stuff, I find that very impersonal. That wouldn't do anything for me. So uh, it's important to pick for me exactly. Yes, I think for me, because it's also important to, to, to understand how we define the word God. Um, because we all come from very different perspectives, so I think first you have to align on the definition of what you might consider mm. to be God, because every every faith that you mentioned here uh, has a very different idea uh, when it comes on a deeper level about of course, God. On a, on a superficial level, I think everyone is, um, you know, the, the the objective of most faiths is to have people that are better uh, and leading better lives and are kinder to one another. I think that is the objective of almost all faiths. Um, but the idea of God at a superficial level is quite different in every. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when it comes to that, for me, uh, it's important to have something that is personal and that yeah. one that I can have some sort of a conversation with. That's what I, I view it as, as a relationship. Yeah. And I think, I think in the series, when I have spoken with Neeti, when I've spoken with Dina and Sam and Rachel and Ryan, um, in this series, it's all ultimately been about this relationship with God and how God does uh, provide us with a lot of hope, uh, hope for our future and you know, um, it, it like God becomes the center and is the go-to in every moment of our life and we invite him into every department of our life, not just one area. So I believe that that seems to be like the shared consensus in all these conversations. So we had some audience questions, sure. which maybe you can help us with. Maybe. Um, <laughs> it would be good to get your opinions. Um, this one's a little, it, it's a tough question. It, is happiness the ultimate goal of faith or the price of validity of a religion slash patriarchy? So it's quite a yeah. heavy one. I, for me, I don't. I don't believe the objective uh, mm. of life is to seek happiness. Um, okay. Uh, I do believe it is important to seek meaning, though. Um, happiness uh, seems uh, more momentary mm. and fleeting at times. Yeah. Um, however, if you seek meaning, then it is. Um, you will have these these um, moments of happiness and moments that you will suffer in as well mm. um, but they will still be joy in that and and you will be able to 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 have something that's transcendent and I think as humans we're always wondering as like where did we come from you know what's the yeah. origin and then you know 
why are we here? What's the meaning of life? We're always asking these questions, where are you headed and, and, and what's good, what is bad? Like mm. Some questions like that are some of the major questions you have of origin, meaning, morality or destiny. Mm. Um, in that framework, I think it's important then to seek meaning with your life and then that is much more fulfilling than yeah. to seek pleasure happiness. in happiness. Okay, yeah. okay. So you start off the question saying, is the objective of faith happiness? Um, is, that, is, is happiness the ultimate goal mm. of faith? Well, I don't think you have faith to achieve a goal. Yeah. Faith comes... But it's interesting because if, you, if, you, like, if I can talk about society on a generic yeah. basis, like, you know, we're um, encouraged so much to find happiness, right. to, like, the, pursuit you know, the, of happiness. the pursuit of happiness, yes. like five yeah. ways to be yeah. more happy and, and all of this. Um, so I feel like that's drilled in yes. a lot by society. Yeah. So perhaps right. that's why, you know, this question was also asked because it, it almost seems like... Right, but again, it, it look, you can look at it as to what happiness is. Like he mentioned yeah. joy. I mean, happiness could be in the very fact that you're taken care of. You may be going through something horrible, but then... You're happy knowing that you're gonna get out of it. Yeah. So I wouldn't call it the goal. Yeah. But I would call that. I mean, I would say that faith had a, you know, it, I wouldn't call it a byproduct, but you would get it. Like, if you have faith, you will find happiness. Hmm. It's kind of a guarantee. Like, it, it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's it's just the it's essentially it translates it's a belief in, in like the belief right. in the unseen, right? Right. So you have to almost you have to believe before. Right. Before seeing are you all in or are you not? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's just true. Yeah, it's just that. True. Okay, and I can just add that yeah. a little bit. Like, well, yeah. I think it's also important to, to see how you and, and where you approach faith from because, again, that can yeah. be very different. True. Now, well, seeking happiness could almost mean sometimes you, you satisfy the desires of your heart. Yeah. Um, but there could be another belief system that might indicate that that is what you must detach yourself from. And yeah. you detach yourself from all desire. Yeah. So is it really the objective to seek happiness in this life or later? Only, only and so, after that, yeah. yeah. And so when it comes to this, you know, depending on your worldview, mm. uh, it can change whether it is the, you know, whether faith is actually the objective, is it to be happy? Um, but I think on a, on a very, um, uh, I guess, a psychological level, there is this uh, longest study that is being done by Harvard Business, um, I think Harvard School, uh, Harvard Business School, where they've had uh, four generations of uh, professors that have, uh, or directors of the study that um, it's called the Study of Adult Life, and that has been done. And, it, and when they concluded that the longest-running study of 700 um, odd, uh, you know, teenagers in Boston, one from a very affluent background, one from a very poor background, mm. and followed them over 90 years, uh, about 60 of them are still alive, and um, saw how their lives um, uh, went, uh, changed, some went up the social ladder, you know, some went down, and others made um, amazing relationships and got married and had children, others didn't, but they took, you know, they looked at various data points uh, into account, uh, including their health and stuff. What it, it boiled down to, uh, what they found was that it was at 50, it was not their cholesterol level that dictated how, um, you know, how well they will, uh, you know, be at the age of 80, mm. but it was the quality of their relationships. Wow, um, okay. And so, when it comes to faith, and if you view your faith as one that has relationship, then it kind of seems like there mm. is a parallel here, where right. you will find happiness, and you will live a long life that is fulfilling, 
when you have a relationship or have good quality relationships and part of that is um, transcendent relationships. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. That really is interesting. So an another audience question is how does one not give up when everything is falling apart? Uh, <laughs> again, that's like, I think it's something that we all go through. Obviously, yeah. adversity is, is like, so I, I feel like with human emotion, I mean, the amazing thing is it is universal, even though we feel like we're completely alone at certain times of our lives and the world is ending and all is, <laughs> is going to wreckage. Um, but essentially, we have human connection, and we all go through through these emotions together. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. I suppose at that point of time, when you're in a very vulnerable position, you do wonder how you get out of this. And then a lot of people tell you to have faith. And then when I had this discussion with Rachel and Ryan, we went more specifically into yes, but faith in what? Because there's a faith in something which is needed. Um, and a lot of the times that shouldn't just be from our own strength, right? So in, in, in your personal experiences, um, using your personal experiences, what advice would you give in, in this situation? Like how to have faith when things around you are falling apart? Well, I, I think it starts by putting one by one, you know, coins. You collect these coins in your pocket and you build it up. Yeah. And, and when I started, you know, I would I would say my faith, like I said, the, the transition that's happened is um, where you've collected more evidence and the character of, of uh, who you worship. Uh, and uh, does that add up, you know? And, and if it does add up, then I think it gives you reason to believe that this too will pass, uh, mm. you know? And that there is something greater, there is a purpose in the pain. Um, mm. There is a process before the promise, yeah. and and so uh, I think from that point of view, uh, adversity I truly believe you know is is something that you know often, often promotion precedes adversity. Can you get through that adversity then to get to the next level? Mm. Uh, and maybe these things are important parts of because um, at times adversity makes you more empathetic as well to to somebody else that you might need to help in time. You know? yeah. And yeah. so I believe and I, I, I see most of adversity in, as, as a process that you need refining uh, and you need hardening and then uh, you are ready for something greater, bigger that, that you can handle. So it's not about escaping it, but just the way you get through it. And, and just learning from it and, learning and, from and it. not seeing yourself as a failure but then seeing yourself grow uh, yeah. and, and, you know, I think that keeps that perspective and knowing that, I mean, I think, again, faith uh, will give you that transcendent mm -hmm. knowing that this life is, you've got one chance at it, but mm -hmm. um, it's just like a scratch on the surface of eternity. And, and therefore, you can have a greater hope and that this is not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to add anything to that? Well, I just, I believe in the power of prayer. And when you do pray, you think as to why, mm. and you think how. Why is to what has got you where you are. Mm. So it it just gives you perspective as to where your current position is. And if you feel you are at rock bottom, then you should have I don't know. You should you should find faith in the fact that there's no other way but up. Right. And then you use your faith to climb out of where you are. Mm. And you pray how you get out of it. And then I also think it's important, I felt alone and I found people 
and I identified the people who were adding positivity to my life mm. and the people who were taking away from it. Yeah, of course. So it's important. It's these are. It's not just you. So you should know that faith. Yes, it comes from you and your personal time with God. But you need to learn how to count on people, which I know. Yeah. So essentially, so, I mean, that goes to show how important community is, how exactly. important relationships are, yes. not just with God, but with each other. Right. And um, yeah, so I hope for everyone listening that you found something to resonate with in this chat. It's been fun chatting about this and I'm, I hope the audience like really respond to these questions and it was great to have this uh, conversation with you. So I'm just going to end by doing a quick fun burst of questions. Absolutely. Um, your favorite spot in uh, Bombay to like Bombay is noisy it's like stressful <laughs> uh, your favorite spot to like just escape from that whether it's your home or whether mm. it's a specific place what place would that be he's been here longer so. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go well first. you know ironically I jump right into the noise oh uh, really <laughs> yes, um, because um, you, you know JD you talked about the calm within the storm, it's true, and you know, meteorologically that makes sense. So what I do for my calm in the storm is, or, you know, I, I actually go in on a drive, okay. and, and I find a lot of times that I'm able to just roll up the glasses, put some music on, or listen to a podcast, and it takes me away for a while. Are you listening to Anissa's? I, 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 like, I like this answer. Are you listening, people? Yeah. Yes, you better be listening to, to Anissa's yeah. podcast when you're in the middle of a, uh, yes, of a drive. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But okay. I think that's what I do. I, I really enjoy that. I mean, other than that, if I want more peace and quiet, I go up to the rooftop of this building here. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you can, on a clear day, you can actually see all the way out to the ocean from here. So it's quite, wow. you know, okay. that's... Yeah. Okay. And you? I carry it in my pocket. It's my earphones. So no matter where I am, I just plug it in. Music is yes. a happy space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure for a lot of people. I don't think there is a quiet space anywhere. Because <laughs> your, your head's so noisy. I'm, what are you going to do? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And something you would tell yourself, whether it's something on a daily basis in front of the mirror, whether it's some kind of affirmation, whether it's a scripture or a quote, or what is that thing that you, you or like your favorite quote or saying? What would that be? Begin every day as it was your first and live mm -hmm. it as though it was your last. Okay. I don't think I have one. Okay. I have many. Many for different situations. Okay. So I think I, I, I yeah, depending on the season of life. Uh, and okay. I sometimes have one song that I've heard on repeat for three months. Yeah. And, uh, and then I got sick of it and yeah. not heard it anymore. <laughs> And I had scriptures sometimes that have held me in good stead. Okay. Depending on the season I'm in. Okay. So it's just uh, 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 yeah. It's okay. Depends one for the on season, the yeah. But I think one that I like most is the um, uh, at the moment like um, I think if if you know seek God with all and and, and he you know uh, seek God with all earnestness and and then everything else gets added on to you. So for me that basically kind of helps me keep a compass um, mm. and head in the right direction. Okay, yeah. okay, perfect. And last but not least, of course, because it's faith in the storm, complete the sentence, I have faith in the storm because... Because I had tremendous amount of experience uh, about <laughs> the character of God. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, okay. I think it's because faith is my anchor. It's like it's yeah. keeping me steady. Yeah. So. Yeah. So no matter what the storm is, faith's my anchor. So okay. I have faith. Okay. 
Amazing. Thank mm. you guys for doing this. <laughs> Thank you. For being part of this conversation. It's it been was fun. Wonderful. Yeah. And yeah, I've noticed even though I know people and there's yeah. guests that I know on the show, I always get to learn something new about them by having this conversation. So thank you for being part of this. And uh, yeah, until next time, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, I'll be back next Sunday. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you.